Praise God. Last Sunday, I started talking about faith. I, I uh, actually titled it A Life of Faith. And uh, I want to talk about this morning having a strong faith life. Having a strong faith life. And uh, I'm telling you, faith is so important to your life. And uh, if we're not careful, we won't really think about it. And, and many people don't even know how faith operates or what faith is. And last Sunday, I talked about the heart and mouth connection. Our, our heart and our mouth uh, connecting together. And uh, so uh, that's how you got born again, by confessing with your mouth and believing in your heart that Jesus died and rose again. The Bible says you were born again because of that. And I'm telling you, you got to get your heart and mouth connected together. What you believe and what you say has to be connected in order for faith to work. And uh, so many th- people say, well, I believe this, but yet they're saying the opposite of it. And they're saying, I really don't understand why things aren't working. Well, because you're double-minded. I don't mean to say that ugly, but the Bible says in the book of James, that's what double-minded people do. They say one thing and believe something else or believe something and say something else. Anyway, they're not connected. But once they connect, things start happening and changing, which I'm not preaching on that this morning. You'll have to get the CD for that one. And, uh, but <clears throat> I, I started out in Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 4. The latter part of that verse says, now the, But the just shall live by his faith. The just shall live by his faith. Three other times in the book of uh, uh, the New Testament, it says, now the just shall live by faith. It says it in Romans, Galatians, and Hebrews, that the just shall live by faith. Listen, faith is a lifestyle. Faith is some, not something we just operate in when we have a need. Although we do. Y'all hearing me? Faith is something we live in and live by. We are people of faith. We are faith people. You can't say, well, I wish I was a faith person. You are. Sometimes people, or even Christian people, will separate you in categories. Are y'all that faith bunch? I've had them say that. Y'all that faith bunch? Well, what other kind of bunch are you? Can you be a different bunch if you're born again other than a faith bunch? You got to be a faith bunch because it takes faith. In fact, the Bible says, uh, but without faith. Hebrews eleven six says, but without faith. It is, listen to this, impossible to please God. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. How many knows what impossible means? It means it cannot be done. It means it cannot be done. Listen, without faith, you cannot please God. And without faith, he cannot please you. Amen. Come on. And so Habakkuk 2.4 says this, Now the just shall live by his faith. Now I said the definition of that word, shall live. The definition of that last Sunday, I'm going to read it again for the sake of those that might not have been here. Shall live means this. It means to, to live, basically. It means to stay alive. It means to be preserved. And preserved means to keep or save from injury or destruction to defend from evil. And it means to flourish. It means to enjoy life. It means to live in happiness, to breathe, be alive, to be animated, which is lively, vigorous, full of spirit. Recover health, live continuously. That's what shall live means. Now the just shall live, and this is what's going to take place when you live by faith. And so God wants you to have a blessed life. He wants your life to be so good. Amen. And so I want to talk about having a strong faith life. Romans 10, 17 says this, Romans 10, 17, because uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a type of person when I, when I'm doing something and if, if I'm cooking, which I don't cook a whole lot, but every now and then I will. 
And uh, if somebody gives me a recipe or something, and if I go buy something that, that uh, you know, like if I, I'll put it this way, I think the last thing I actually baked was a long time ago, which was brownies. I don't want to make anybody hungry and want to get out of church real quick. But anyway, and brownies. And here's the way I am when I bake with a, with a recipe. I go by the law of that recipe. In other words, I get the measuring things out. I get everything out and I dump. If it says a quarter cup of oil, it gets a quarter cup of oil. If it says a, a t- one egg, it gets one egg. If it gets a, a one cup of milk, it gets one cup of milk. Whatever it says, I do it to the T. Why? Because I want it to taste like, they, like they're advertising it to taste. Huh? I want it to look like that box looks, like you could eat the box. And so that's the way I make it. But I'm telling you, they, 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 you, you have to add those ingredients. And if you don't get all those ingredients working, it's not going to taste right. There's, there's some ingredients to faith that we have to work into our lives in order to get the taste of what God wants us to have in our lives. And I'm telling you, sometimes we'll leave out a, an ingredient. You leave sugar out of a cake, honey, you got a cake, but it ain't going to taste right. Huh? and other things that may take place. So the Bible says in, in uh, uh, Romans chapter 10, verse 17, here's one of the first ingredient we're going to talk about this morning. And I'm telling you something, it's, a, it's, it's one of the most powerful, it's, it's one of the, the, the greatest ingredients to faith. And, uh, and it's called, and here's what it says in Romans 10, 17, So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Did you know you might have started out with a measure of faith, but you get to decide how big it gets. Come on now. And so you have a measure of faith, but the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Listen, and I'm, I, listen, I, I don't know what goes on in, in everybody's lives and in their minds and such as that. I just preach the way the Lord tells me to preach. And, and it, in fact, I don't even know how I'm going to preach some of this stuff till I get up in the pulpit. The thing about it is, here's the thing. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing, not having heard. Although having heard affects what? Your life's lie, but hearing, it's a continual process. Why? Because God knows this. The word is a producer of faith. The word of God will increase your faith. In fact, I wrote it down like this. We could say this, that faith increases by hearing the word of God. That faith increases by hearing the word of God. So my faith is going to increase this morning. Your faith is going to increase this morning. And listen to what it says. There's a key, there's a key to this word. Faith comes, listen here, I'm going to tell you the key to this verse. Faith comes by hearing. I'll say it again, faith comes by hearing. So if you shut yourself off from the word of God, you're not hearing. So if you're not hearing, faith's not coming. Oh, hallelujah. Huh? So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You say, well, I think you can hear the word of God too much. You can never OD on the word of God. You can overcome by it. But you can't OD by it. Amen. Overdose. And actually, if you can't overdose, it's a good o- overdosing. Huh? Amen. If you get too much of the word of God, it ain't going to put you under. It's going to put you over. Ah, that's pretty good, ain't it? Amen. I said, if you get too much of the word of God, it's going to put you over, not under. Glory, Glory to God. Hallelujah. 
So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Every Christian ought to have a desire for the word of God. Every Christian ought to have a hunger for the word of God. Jesus said, if you hunger and thirst after righteousness, you'll be filled. Every Christian, there's something on the inside. If you're a born again believer, there's something on it. There's uh, not something. Your spirit man is hungering for the word of God. It's craving the word of God. Right? Just like some of your bellies will be growling before I get out of here this morning. And it'll be saying, you need to go to Bushes or somewhere. I'm not making no advertisements over nobody here in town. But the thing about it is your stomach will start growling. Why? You say, my stomach's growling. My stomach will start growling. I say, here's the first thing I think. I'm hungry. I need something to eat. You know where I'm headed? Can anybody guess where I'm going to be headed? Something to eat. I'm going to be headed to something to eat. Listen, I may be leaving for Lubbock this morning, but I guarantee you one thing. The first place before we get out of town, you know what we're going to stop? We're going to stop and we're going to get something to eat. Now, we may eat it on the road because I don't like to stop. I want to go. And so we'll eat it on the road, but we'll, have, we'll be munching. Why? Because I can tell you right now, I'm already hungry. <laughs> and I ate a dozen donut holes before I got out here. Come on. Amen. Anybody can say amen to donut holes. Me and my little Dotson, she's in my, my office right now. She sat right on my desk. I took a bite and gave her a bite. I took a bite and gave her a bite. So I only got half a dozen donut holes. And so I'm hungry for it. But the thing about it is, if you're not hungry for the word, you're not going to hear the word. You're not going to hear it if you ain't hungry for it. Why? Because you have no appetite. If you have no appetite, you ain't going to eat. And if faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, then the only way you're going to bring increase into your life, in your faith life, is if you hear the word of God. That is the food for faith. Huh? And so the, the importance of the word of God in our lives will blow your mind at the power of the word of God. Look at John chapter 8, verse 31 in the Amplified Bible. Who's up there, Teresa? <clears throat> Listen to verse 31. So Jesus said to those Jews who had believed in him, if... You abide in my word. If you abide in my word, hold fast to my teachings and live in accordance with them, you are truly my disciples. Notice what he said in verse 32. And you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Can, can anybody tell me what truth's going to make you free? The truth you know. The truth you know is going to set you free. Why? Because the truth that you know has caused your faith to the, to the point where you can believe God for it. Come on now. Listen, if you're bound, and I'm not, I'm not, because no, there's a lot of people bound by different things in their lives, but I'm here to tell you right now, if you'll start feeding upon the Word of God, no matter what's going on in your life, no matter how bound you are or whatever you're dealing with, if you'll start hearing the Word of God and hearing the Word of God and believing the Word of God and declaring the Word of God, I'm telling you, it won't be long till you'll be totally free from whatever that is holding you in bondage. If not, the Word don't work. But he says, if you abide in my word or dwell in my word or remain in my word, then you're my disciples and then you're going to know the truth. Listen to me. I, I read, I've read the word and word and read the word and read the word and read the word. And some things never registered on me, uh, in me until later on. But when it did, I'm telling it began to change my life. But other things registered immediately. But all the while, it's changing my life even if I don't understand it. Is anybody here? Huh? Some people, are, what, listen, I found out in the word of God, it'll bring correction to you. 
You say, I don't like to read the word of God. It gets on my toes. Well, he's trying to get on your head. The word of God is what feeds our spirit. It's it's what causes us to get to the place where we can be satisfactory and pleasing to God when our faith starts operating and it brings freedom in our lives. Listen, the, 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 the word has delivered me from a lot of stuff. Anybody can say amen to that? And so God wants us to understand the value of the word of God in your faith life. Because if there's no word in our lives, our faith, what is our faith going to do if we have no word? We got to have word. The Bible, we have a Bible for a reason. Amen. It's the number one best-selling book for a reason. It still is. Do you know that? Look in Matthew 7. Matthew chapter 7. And I'm also going to be there, uh, uh, Teresa, in verse 24 uh, in the Amplified. It says, so everyone who hears these words of mine, Jesus talking, red letter edition, these words of mine and acts upon them, obeying them will be like a sensible, prudent, practical, wise man who built his house upon the rock. So everyone who hears these words of mine, so everyone who hears these words, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So whoever hears these words of mine, did you know the word of God is God's word? Amen. Whether it's Old Testament, whether it's New Testament, it's God's word. He said, if you'll hear these words of mine and then act upon them, then I'm telling you what, it'll be like a man who built his house upon a rock. It says this, it says, and everyone who hears these words, no, verse 25, let's do verse 20, I'm sorry, verse 25. And notice what it said, the rain fell, the floods came, and the winds blew. And beat against that house. That house. Who's that house? The individual. He's talking about an individual. Whoever hears these words of mine. He's talking about an individual. And when the storms of life comes and beats on your house. Beats against your life. And I'm telling you, there's a lot of storms out there and there's a lot of things that try to come against your life. And I'm here to tell you, it's not going to change. It's not going to get it. Listen, the trials and tribulations of this world is not going to get any better tomorrow than they were today. Jesus said they weren't. But I tell you what, it can get better for you. Why? Because you can live a life of faith, believe in God and trust in God and watch what God will do. He said, those who hear these words of mine, here's what I have to say and does what it says. He says, I'm going to liken him to a man who built his house uh, notice what it says, who built his house upon the rock. Amen. What's the word of God doing in your life? It's building a foundation. It's building a rock in which you can stand upon. What did Jesus tell Peter when he said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God? He said, Peter, flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father which is in heaven. And I'm telling you right now, upon this rock, I'm going to build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The rock he was talking about was the revelation of who Jesus Christ was or the word. The Word. The Word. In fact, the Bible says the darkness can't even conquer it or put it out. That ought to make you want to at least say hallelujah or something. It said the rain floods, the trials and tribulations came and beat against that house, that house, that person who's heard the Word of God, been doing what the Word of God says. Why? Because here's what happened when you're hearing the Word of God. Faith's coming. I said faith's coming. 
Listen, you said a little dab will do you. Listen, a little dab may do you, but a whole lot of dab will do you a whole lot better. Amen. In fact, he said if you have faith, there's a grain of mustard seed. Anybody ever seen a mustard seed? If you threw it on that carpet, you probably wouldn't find it. It's so small. But he said, here's the, the key to that mustard seed. Planted in the soil, in the heart, it grows. And the very nutrition that it needs to cause it to grow is the word of God. It causes it to go greater in your lives. There are some people I know, and probably some people in here may say, well, I, I have greater faith for this or faith, greater faith for in this area and less faith in the other. Here's why you have greater faith in one area of your life and not the other, because that's where you spend more time in the word concerning. Thank you for your enthusiasm. Right? I've, I've, I've been that way and I'm not going through all that because it takes time. But the thing about it is I've been that way. I had what I had to do. Uh, I had faith for one area of my life that I was, I was unshakable in. And other, uh, other place I was shaking out of all the time. It was messed up all the time in another area until I finally started balancing it out and started reading the scriptures and believing God for the other area. And next thing you know, when, it got, when I started getting faith in that thing, started changing in that area. Does that make any sense to anybody? I tell you what, if I lift, if I, if I get my, some weights up, if I would, I'm saying if I would, I don't, but if I did. <laughs> if I got some weights and start doing curls, I'm going to work on this right here, this bicep. If you could see it, oh, you'd think, oh my God, he's in shape. <laughs> but if you pick that up and, and I, they'll, but you know, my, 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 my legs ain't getting no benefit from that. If I want to get muscled up legs, I'm going to have to start working my legs. Honey, if you, you can say, well, I'm, I'm believing God for healing. Well, you need to get strong in faith in the healing area of your life. I, I need to, faith for finances. You need to find, get strong in faith for your finances. That's, that's where I was lacking in. And I started getting right in the, in the area of that. And how did faith came by he, hearing it and hearing it and hearing it. Next thing you know, I started getting faith. And I still struggled for a while. But I tell you what, when it finally clicked and I put that faith in my heart and it started coming out of my mouth, things started changing. Hallelujah. It said, anyway, the, the, the winds blew and beat against that house that heard the word, and it did not fall because it had been founded on the word, founded on the rock. That's the word, right? The rock of salvation. And it goes on to say, he says, everyone who hears the words of mine and does not do them would be like a stupid, foolish man who built his house upon the sand. And the rain fell, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat against that house. What? The, probably the same situation, same problem, same storms beat against that house. And the Bible says it fell. The Bible says it beat against that house and it fell and great and complete was the fall of it. I'm telling you, there's something about the Word of God when we hear the Word of God and we believe the Word of God and we obey the Word of God that causes a faith to rise up on the inside of us that is pleasing and satisfactory to God. Yeah. Hallelujah. Let's see. The Word, listen, I wrote this down. The Word is the foundation that we build our lives on. It's the foundation that we build our lives on. It talks about the house that was built on the rock. That's us. That's the word of revelation. Look at Jeremiah 1.12 in the Amplified. She'll put it up on the wall. I actually wrote it down. Then said the Lord to me, 
You have seen well, for I am alert and active. This is God talking to Jeremiah. I am alert and active, watching over my word to perform it. I'm alert and active, watching over my word to perform it and bring it to pass. You said, what God's working on? Well, God's watching over my life. He's absolutely watching over your life. But I tell you what, he's listening too. I tell you, he's listening. He's hearing for what's coming out of our mouth. Why? Because our faith, listen, believing is the attitude of faith and speaking, uh, or, or believing is the attitude of faith. Believing is, the, or speaking is the action of faith. So listen, what coming out of your mouth should be connected to your heart. And I'm telling you, when that's connecting, there's a heart-mouth connection, things start changing. So God told Jeremiah, he said, I'm watching over my word. I'm watching over my word. Listen, if there's no word, there's nothing to watch over, to perform, to bring to pass. Somebody ought to say it's better, amen, or hallelujah, oh me, my God, something. I'm telling you, listen to me. Uh, I like what Mark Hankins says. If you keep your mouth shut, you lose by default. I found this out. None of us stay silent. I don't mean to try to make nobody mad or get them upset, but I'm here to tell you right now, if it's, if it's not faith coming out of your mouth, it may be doubt and unbelief. It may be fear. I said it may be fear. I, I've often thought it'd be nice if we could just put a, hang a, a little monitor around our neck and all day long walk around and at night listen to what all come out of our mouth. And then we'd probably find out why our lives are the way they are. Can anybody just say hallelujah? hallelujah? That's why the psalmist said, put a guard over my mouth. Amen. Amen. Put a guard over my mouth. Why? Because faith, uh, uh, faith is, is connected to your words. And faith comes increased by the words of your mouth. So he's alert, watching over his word to perform it. Thank God for that. Look at Isaiah, if you will. Look over at Isaiah. All the way to chapter 55. And once again, I am going to be in the Amplified. If you don't have one, we definitely have it on the wall. We're talking about a life of strong faith. Verse 6 says... Seek, inquire for, and require the Lord, require the Lord while he may be found, claiming him by necessity and by right. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return to the Lord and he will have love, pity, and mercy for him and to our God for he will multiply to him his abundant pardon. Notice what he says, let, this, let the unrighteous man forsake his thoughts. Well, listen to me, we're not the unrighteous, we are the righteous. I said, we are the righteous, but we still have to deal with thoughts. I don't know if you've recognized that lately. We have to deal with thoughts that are not always faith thoughts. They're not always positive thoughts. They're not always thoughts that want to make you jump up and run around your house shouting hallelujah. Huh? Sometimes there's just bad thoughts that you think, my God in heaven, where did that come from? Just out of the blue, you think, whoa, where'd that come from? Then when it comes that way, you got a choice. Am I going to take that thought or am I can't cast it down? Huh? Jesus said you take thoughts by, what, by saying it. And so you can cast them down also by saying it. I like what Copeland always says. He said you can't cast down a thought with a thought. You have to cast down a thought with a word. 
And so you have to bring it in subjection to the word of God. And it says, let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord and he will have merle pity mercy for him and to our God for he will multiply to him his abundant pardon. Notice what it says in verse 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Listen, he's talking to unrighteous people. He said, my thoughts are not your thoughts. Listen, he said, you forsake your thoughts because my thoughts are not your thoughts. Listen, God wants us to know his thoughts can be our thoughts. In fact, so much so that he spoke and gave us 66 books in the Bible to tell us what he's thinking. Huh? 66 books. He said, I I wonder what God's thinking. Well, read the book and you'll find out what he's thinking. You'll find out what he thinks about you. You'll find out what he thinks about your situation. And what he's saying is, you're going to have to forsake those old unrighteous thoughts, those doom and gloom, those doubt and unbelief, and those fearful thoughts, and you're going to have to grab hold of the Word of God and start thinking the way God thinks about you and about your situation. Honey, listen to me. You don't have to wonder, does God care? God already cares. You don't have to wonder if God wants you healed. He's already healed you. You don't have to wonder if God wants you prosper. He's already provided everything you have need of. You just got to get to thinking that way. Woo! I just want to kick up a little bit. God's saying, I have a better way of thinking that you can have a better way of living. God's given us a better way of thinking so we can have a better way of living. I'm a, you, want, you want life to change? Start, start working on that. Why? Because I'm telling you, faith's coming all the while. Every time you're hearing the word, faith is coming. Faith is coming. Faith is coming. Faith is increasing. Faith is increasing. Faith is increasing. Praise God. God wants every person in here to be a faith giant. He said, my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are my ways your ways. Listen to what he says in verse 9. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Listen, we can be lowly thinkers or we can be higher thinkers. He said, listen, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. My ways are higher than your. You know what his thoughts are? Listen to what his thoughts will do. His thoughts will bring you up to a higher way of living. His thoughts will bring you up to a higher way of thinking. Listen, God wants you so blessed that he's telling you, here's what you need to do. You just need to start thinking different. You need to start acting different. You need to start getting the word of God because I'm telling you what, faith will start rising. You'll start believing God and trusting God for whatever it is you're dealing with right now in your life. God can take care of it. But you listen, here's what we can't do. Just sit back and say, well, God's going to do it. You know, God knows. Listen, you're, you're, don't, listen, I don't know anybody's situation right now, so don't, don't say pastor's working on, on, on me. I just want you to know, we, if, we, if all we do is sit back and say, well, God, you know, God, God knows. God knows. And he does know. He said he knows what you have need of before you, before you ask. He knows what we have need of. He knows what your electric bill is. He knows what your car payment, your house payment. He knows that you need groceries. He knows all those things. Am I right? In fact, he tells you, don't worry about them. I got this. Don't worry about it. I got it. But there's something we have to do. We have to trust him. We have to believe it. That's when faith kicks in and you start believing God and start believing. Listen, you need to start believing God for little things. And watch what God can do with the big things once you start seeing the little things happen. 
Amen. I heard a man say one time, he said he was believing God for uh, big things. And all of a sudden, Lord said, you need to start learning to believe me for the little things. And he said, I just started believing for a pair of socks. <laughs> he said, next thing you know, I had more socks than I knew what to do with. Then he started believing for a new pair of shoes. Huh? I'm, he started progression. I, I watched a, 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 the news last night and they had some kind of Olympics where these kids were playing and running. They was interviews this little girl, little girl. She was cute as she could be. And she was, they were supposed to do the races and stuff again this year. And she said, last year, I got third place. This year, I'm leaving for second. I mean, she's taking one step. He, I got the bronze last time. I'm getting the silver the next time. And so next year, I'm looking forward to hearing on the news saying, I'm going for the gold. I'm going for the gold. Honey, you got to go for the gold. I, I, I thought that was so cute. I, I, I'm believing for second place. There's not a whole lot of place. People going in believing for second place when they're going there. They're believing for first place, most likely. But she knew I got third last year. And I know it's in me to get second this year. Uh, honey, you, you, you know, you believe God for some things last year, but it's in you now to believe God to take a step up this year. Glory to God. Amen. So you can, you can even go, go a little higher up this year in your faith and your believing. For as the heavens are higher than the earth and my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. And this is what it says. For as the rain and snow come down from the heavens and return not there again, but water the earth and make it bring forth and sprout that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the either. Listen to what it says in verse 11. So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void without producing any effect or useless, but it shall accomplish that which I please and purpose, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. He said, listen, my word is just like the rain and snow that comes down and waters the ground and makes it grow. He says, my word that comes out of my mouth, if you will use it and put that same word in your mouth, it will make things change. Uh, Ted Carrington called me yesterday and he said, I just want you to know we got two inches of rain yesterday and in Lubbock they don't get hardly no rain. And he said, we got two inches of rain. And he said, I can already see the grass is turning green. He said, I can't believe how quick the grass can start turning green with two inches of rain when it had rain. And that quick it's turning. Honey, I tell you what, when you step up in faith, yeah, I, let, let me tell you something. Things are happening right then, right now. You can, may not even see it with your eyes, but it's working. I said, it's working. The Word is working. God is watching over His Word to perform it. And it's not going to be useless and ineffective because God's Word is powerful. Yeah. Woo! The biggest problem with most of, most of us is we say, well, I don't see nothing happening. It must not be working. I can't really see my engine running in my car, but I know it's working when I'm driving. Can't see why I can hear it. But I'm here to tell you right now, God says the word when it's working and when it's coming out of your mouth, because I, I remember Reinhard Bonnke said the Holy Ghost told him, he said, my word in your mouth is just as powerful as my word in my mouth. And when you speak that word in faith, listen, in faith, it's not, well, I'm going to try it because pastor said it. Listen to me. You're going to do it because God said it has nothing to do with what I say. It has something to do with what he said in his word. 
He said it shall prosper in the things which he sent. The message Bible in verse 11 says, so will the words that come out of my mouth not come back empty, not come back empty handed. Listen to this. They'll do the work I sent them to do. They'll complete the assignment I gave them. Hallelujah. Your words are on assignment. The word of God's on assignment. When you send that word out, it said it's going to accomplish it because it went on an assignment. Praise God. I'm telling you, God wants you to receive all that he's gave you. Everything he's gave you. And he's given you everything that pertains to life and godliness. That's what the Bible says. Do we have a part in it? Absolutely. Absolutely. If we cannot please God without faith, and I didn't get through with all this message, so I'll just have to finish next time. I'm telling you, if we will realize that we have a part in this, Listen, I I was born again March 5th, 1978. That's a long time ago, wasn't it? 30-something years? I don't even know how long it was. I'm just a baby. I'm just a baby in Christ. 30-something years. And I'm telling you something. I I created, from from the day I got up off my knees out in that pasture, from that day, I went to the house and opened the Bible. I went to the house that day and opened the Bible. That day. I read it and didn't know, I didn't understand nothing it said. But I started reading it. Somebody told me, well, start in the book of John. It was all Greek to me anyway, so it doesn't matter which book I started in. But I started in the book of John. And so I just started reading. And I tell you what, when I got up, I knew no more than I knew when I sat down. (laughs) Didn't know anything about God before I got saved. And didn't know a whole lot, lot about him after I got saved. But there was something in me wanting the word. I mean, it, there was a craving inside of me. Just like, you know, you can get craving sometimes and you'll be sitting at the house and all of a sudden your taste bud gets the, your old tongue's like, mm, ice cream would be good right now. <laughs> I, I have literally got in my car and drove 12 miles from out where I live all the way to Brookshire's to get some Bluebell ice cream. <laughs> I've done it. I've done it. Just because there was a craving inside of me, I could just taste that, that ice cream. Every now and then they'll throw certain things on for you, uh, uh, the pints for a dollar. I don't have enough freezer. So I'll have to take something out of this freezer and go put it in another freezer to put the stash in it. I'll just get all kinds. And then I'll go out there. I'll be sitting there and my old taste bud starts to ice cream. I said, I got some of that. So I'll go out there and go through all the varieties I got. Pick which I don't want. You're always thinking, well, I'll eat half of it and put the other half back. Save it for another day. Nada. Nada. If I didn't have such a guilty conscience, I'd go get another one. But I don't. Because there's a craving. There's that desire. It was the same way with the word, that craving, that desire. For the word of God. And the more I heard it, the more I believed it. The more I listened to it, the more I believed it. The more I believed it, the more I spoke it. The more I declared it and acted upon it, the more things started changing in our lives. Am I right, Linda? Things just start changing in our lives. Started changing in our health. Started changing our finances. Started changing in everything around the atmosphere. I'm talking about everything started changing. Why? Because of a hunger for the word of God. The word is important to your life.
Man, plug it in the car, plug it in the deal, uh, listen to it at night. Let the word come on because listen to me, I, I, can't, I, I don't know what you're doing, but I know the, the word goes around us a whole lot. And uh, listen, all the while I'm growing in God and you're growing in God because listen, you could, some people can, uh, can, can eat a, uh, for instance, I'm, I'm just going to quit. They got these new sandwiches at Subway that's called sliders. Anybody seen them? They're about that big around. We went in there the other day and said, I'm going to get a slider. And I said, I'm going to get a sandwich. And so she got, I think, two of them sliders. Two of them little sliders. They come two at a time. Stacy gets one slider. And I get a six-inch deal. <laughs> Linda said, well, there ain't but about four bites to the sandwich. And I said, unless you're Stacy and you get at least 20 bites out of it. Because she's little bitty bites. And the thing about it is, you know, I, 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 I like much, much. I like more. Huh? Uh, my, my father-in-law and, and of course, Sharon and, and Linda, my, my daddy-in-law, my father-in-law, he always thought if a little did a little good, a whole lot would do a whole lot of good. And that was his motto. If a little was a little good, a whole lot will do a whole lot of good. So he burned up a lot of gardens. Because he'd pour that, pour that fertilizer on there and you go back and just wilt it down. <laughs> huh? But you know, after a while, after it got over the burning up stage, it'd come out and produce. Huh? I'm telling you something. The word of God's like fertilizer to your spirit. It will cause it to grow and produce after God. Father, we love you. And we thank you this morning for your goodness and we thank you for your mercy. God, we thank you for your word. We thank you was, you were so gracious that you had your word written down so we could read it. Because we understand it was written, I mean, it was spoken in order for it to be written, and it was written so that we could speak it. So God, I just thank you that your word is alive on the inside of us. And God, we have a hunger for the word of God. That we desire the things of God, even as we desire natural food to keep our natural bodies going. God, we desire the spiritual food of the word of God to keep our spirits growing and our faith increasing in Jesus' name. God, we want to have a strong faith life. A strong faith life. Living the good life in God. Oh, we love you for it and we thank you for it and we give you glory for it. Holy Ghost, I pray that today that you will stir that hunger up on the inside of each and every one of us. God, that we will, we will not go, want to go through a day without hearing the Word of God. Oh, how we thank you and praise you for this powerful book in which we have and the life that's in it, for it's quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. And God, it goes down on the inside of us. Oh, we thank you for it so much and praise you for it. Hallelujah.